Okay. Okay, welcome to Sunday Night Nave. Sunday Night Nave is an ongoing presentation of the Weiss Entertainment Network. That would be that would be 613 on 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 your dial. Something. As always, uh, Sunday Night Navi, the subject is prophetic vision in the 21st century. The, the message of Naviyam Risham, the story of the book of Shmuel, now the second part of the book of Shmuel. Uh, the series will focus on Shmuel Navi, the author of the book of Shmuel, sent us many messages for our time. Uh, the share has, has been dedicated with Zechon Nishmas, Rabbi Rachmiel, Ben Aramea, and the Shama should have, um, and Aliyah. Okay, okay, so that, okay, so, okay, now. Um, I do believe that when things are, are difficult and then things land and where they're supposed to land, I think that that's a sign of greatness. You know, when things are too easy, you know, of course, everybody, everybody, everyone wants what's called the life of Riley. You know, we all, we all want, we all want everything to be smooth. You know, at the end of the month, we not only want our bills paid, but we want, you know, we want some extra money so we can go and do some recreational thing. Um, you know, it doesn't always work out that way, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, there are other, other things like, you know, you know, you know, you know, we have kids and we want like everything to be perfect. We never want to have any trouble from them. We never want to have any aggravation from them. Um, do we have aggravation? No. Okay. Abigail says never any aggravation here. Okay, good. Um, so, but the truth is, but the truth is, you know, the expression sar gidul banim, right? Right. That the pain of raising children, the, the anguish of raising children. What does that mean? Because very often in life, the more you put in, the more you get out, you know. And when things are too easy, you know, obviously, halavai, everything should be easy in life. And, and, and 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 ultimately, you know, we we, we always daven for that that we shouldn't have any trouble or any tsar or any anything. Of course, and and I'm not and I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that that's not a, an ideal. But I'm saying, but 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 a lot of times when you go through a turmoil to get to a goal, um, you know, I, I think a lot about the shidduch process. I think a lot about getting a job, going through school. You know, you want to be a doctor. You don't walk. You don't walk into a doctor's office one day and say, "Hire me." Doesn't work that way. You have to go through brutal education. Uh, you know, uh, you have to take physics and you have to take chemistry and you have to take organic chemistry and you have to take, you know, all 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 of all of these courses. Uh, you know, uh, those are the lawyers on here will tell you the first two years of law school are just brutal, and 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 you're miserable and and it's difficult and it's challenging and. But in the end, when you get that, you know, when you get the job you're looking for, and and, and which even that requires a lot of effort because you have to work long hours and all of that. But you know, there is but but there's some satisfaction in the process. That that so, sometimes and 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 you know um, the, there is a concept of uh, you know I the I once I've said many times shot you know on Pesach night we say Dayenu right right so so. If you if you take the 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 song Dayenu the 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 piyot Dayenu literally, doesn't make any sense. That absolutely doesn't make any sense. Ilu hotziyanu mi Mitzrayim velo nasan lanu es Torah. 
Had Hashem taken us out of Mitzrayim and not given us the Torah, Tayyeno, that would have been enough. No one do. What do you mean it would have been enough? What would it have been? It would have been nothing. We wouldn't have had anything. We wouldn't have had who we are, what we are. We wouldn't have had our identity. The answer is that's not Pshat. Pshat in Dayeno is that, is that each step of the way, that every step we have to thank Hashem. Meaning, meaning, and I, I've mentioned this a number of times, that sometimes the process is equally as important as the goal and, and as achieving the goal. And sometimes the steps along the way and how you get there is very, very important. So we're going to read tonight about a civil war. I, I mean, I, there's no there's no other way of how I can explain to you tonight's parak, but a civil war. Shaul died. David was known, to, no question, it was his turn to be the king. But it doesn't happen the way we would like it to happen. Like we would have liked, uh, we would like to read the story that, you know, that Shoal died and then everyone ran to David and made David king and, and uh, Shalom al-Yisrael. But that, that, that did not happen. And, you know, I, I, I pointed this out many times that part of the greatness of David Amelech was that when he died, he made sure that what happened when Shoal died did not happen. He, he made sure Shlomo was solidified as the king. He made sure that everything was going to happen smoothly and that, and that, and that all, all, all was going to be all was going to be well. And that's a very, very important message. But sometimes the process is just as important. And maybe what and and you know there's a there's a, a, a brief story here at the beginning of Peric Bay's. And I, I think I think it's it's very important. Uh, the Novi I mean, again, everything the Novi tells us is for for a reason, and 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 we have to see that the process, and maybe when after everything that happens, and David finally is, becomes the king over all the Jewish people, uh, there is this certain sense of relief of everything that had happened, and that maybe the realization that what needed that that everything happened needed to happen in order for everyone to come to a full comprehension of that, that David is supposed to be the king. And I, I think that's just, a, just such an important idea that the Navi teaches. We're, we're on page 204 if you're in the art scroll, or it's Perak Bays of, of uh, Shmuel Bays. So w- w- watch this. I think we did a little bit of this, but but uh, well, let's start from here because we, you know, we, we've been out for a couple of weeks. Okay, so we know Perak was about the, the, the death of Shaul and Yonatan, and the Geram coming and telling them the story uh, of what happened and uh, David's reaction to that. We spoke about that. And David and David's, uh, uh, composes a kina, a, a lament um, for, for uh, Shaul and, and Yonatan. We know he cursed Kara Gilboa, it shouldn't rain, you know, etc. Okay. So after this is over, Vayishal David Vashem Lemur. So David asked Hashem the following. He said, shall I go up to one of the cities of Yehuda? Now, now we're going to see that Yehuda immediately uh, unifies itself behind David. Like, like his own people, he does not need to uh, convince. Hashem uh, says, go. So David says, where should I go? So he starts in Hebron. Um, I, I mentioned, I, I think I mentioned last time, but I'll mention it now. Hebron is the 
is, is the takeoff point of all great things. It all, Avram comes to Hebron and then David comes to Hebron and and I, 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 I did mention last time the, the, the Mishnah in, in Mesechus Yuma that says that the Avodah on Yom HaKippurim does not begin until they look over the mountain and they see that the sun is rising over Hebron. Like, like the, the, the notion that Hebron is lit up um, was such an important concept that the Kohen Gadol waited on Yom Kippur morning to begin the Avodah until, until the, the sun rises over Hebron. So, so all great beginnings were in Hebron. Hebron is a place that, that Avram Avinu smelled Gan Eden. And that's how we knew that Adam and Chava was, was buried in Maras Machpelah. Um, Hebron is one of the places that is indisputably ours because Avram purchased uh, Hebron, Shechem, and the Harabais are the three places that are undisputably ours because we bought it. Yaakov buys Shechem and Bameak Sita and David buys, uh, buys uh, Yerushalayim. We'll get to that eventually. Um, in, in, in the Sefer, one, one of these Sunday nights. Uh, anyway, so Hashem tells him to go to Hebron. And his two wives, Okay, so he goes to, to Hebron with his two wives. And it, sa- and it says, and David also brought up with him the men who were with him. Remember we, remember we had discussed that he had been traveling with a group of men. Uh, his soldiers, his protectors, those that fight for fought for him. So that, so that, so they come, so they come with him. And 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 they and they live in Hebron. I really, honestly believe that they had a stew in Hebron. Uh, I, I know it sounds a little bit um, <laughs> hyperboles, but I, I I honestly think that they needed to to take in the air of Hebron. Um, now. Uh, Rashi points out that the, that the word Hebron is Chiber Sham. That's where we connect. In other words, David Amelech, David Amelech had to know that in order to be successful, and he knew it, nobody knew it better, uh, um, that in order to be successful in his kingdom, he needed to connect to Hashem um, um, in, in the city of Hebron. Now, but it's important to note that Hebron is not the end. It's only the beginning. Yushalayim is the ultimate. And, and but but you need to pass through Hebron um, to go to Yerushalayim. You know, um, I, I had the opportunity. Um, uh, it's it's going to be coming up on four years ago to 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 be in Hebron. Um, uh, you know, I was in Aydav and Mincha at Maras Uh You know, it it, it was uh, you know I was standing by the kever of Avram Avinu of Yaakov of Leah. You know, it, it it's it's um it's a magical place. Like like you you walk in the street and you say my God Avram Avinu walked on walked on these on these streets uh, maybe not exact stone that's there obviously but I'm saying but but Lamaisa uh, you're walking on the same road as Avram Avinu and Yitzchak and yeah all the Avos live in Chavron there is a certain magical feeling to to that and, and I I I ab- absolutely felt it and going to Chavron was a special day for for us to to go there. Um, you know, it's sad the situation uh, with the Arabs and and all of that, but but it, it's just you know th- there's just a certain feeling there. But but again, the important point is that it starts there; it doesn't end there. Yushalayim is the ultimate. That's the Makom Hashem Yivchar Hashem, the place that Hashem chose. Vayavo Anshe Yehuda Vayim Shachu Sham as David Lamel. Okay, the people of Yehuda waste no time, no time wasted. Uh, they they come and they. And they uh, anoint David 
to be their to, to be their king. No, no time wasted. Uh, and then after the, he became king, he's told that the people of Yavesh Gilad buried Shaul. Remember, remember, we spoke about this. The last act of Sefer Shmuel Aleph was an act of Chesed. The Novi ends the first part of Sefer Shmuel with Chesed. That Yavesh Gilad uh, stole the body of Shaul from the Plishtim, who were going to disgrace him, and they buried him. And it was a payback because when because when Amon threatened Yavesh Gilad, uh, when, when Amon threatened them, they um, uh, you know Shaul came to their defense, and 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 they felt tremendously you know indebted to him, and 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 in Chalemes at, at high risk, the people of Yavesh Gilad buried Shaul. And that's also a message that the Novi wants to send us, that, that, that certain, certain things are worth the risk. Uh, when we want to do chesed, uh, when we want, to, we want to create Kiddush Hashem, uh, you know, sometimes it's worth, it's worth the price that it's going to cost. And the people of Yavesh Galad understood that very well. And when they buried Shoal, uh, they knew they were, that their lives were being threatened. And they did it anyway, because they, cause they, cause they, cause they saw the importance uh, of burying his body and taking it away from being disgraced from the plishtim. So what happens here? So David sends messengers to them. Blessed are you to Hashem. David lays it right out. He says, you're unbelievable. What you guys did? Unbelievable. Unbelievable! You, you, you risk your lives. You did chesed. You bury. Uh, you, 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 you bury Shaul. Gamul hatovah hazos. Right, the greatness of this tovah. Biata yas Hashem imachem chesed biemes. Now, now Hashem should do an act of kindness for you. The gamanochi has said chematovah hazos. Asher asisim adavarazeh. He says, I want you to know that Hashem should bless you. But I, this act will not be overlooked by me. I, I, I will do chesed for you, you know, for you as well. Uh, you know, it's interesting. So, so he, in, the, in the art school note, he quotes the Malbim. It's a very interesting note. Listen to this note. His first act of king displays his humility and purity of spirit. Upon arriving in Hebron, David learned of the courage of the men of Yavesh Galad, who braved the Philistines to achieve and bury Shaul's remains. Although it was common, for a new king to purge or at least shun his predecessors, accomplices, and sympathizers. David did the, did the opposite. He congratulated and promised his aid to the men of Yavesh Gilad for the heroic show of honor toward Shoal. He showed disgrace even though his reign was still tenuous, having, having been accepted by only one tribe. At this time of the Philistines' ascendancy, the people of Yavesh Gilad may well have have feared Philistine retaliation and deserted their town, as did many others. But David encouraged them to stand fast and promised that he should help them need be. This, listen, this, this all, 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 all of this paints this picture of who David Amelech was. David Amelech was a man with a great sense of, of, of what, what you're supposed to do. When you're the David understood what what that what that anointment of being the king meant meant to him, meant to the Jewish people, and he knew exactly how he was supposed to act. I want to tell you that when you will learn Novi further, we'll continue with Hashem. Hopefully, Sunday night's Harbe. Um, this the 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 gold standard of of a king 
was David Amel. Every king is compared to David Amel. Either Lo David they didn't do like David Aviv, meaning the, the Alta Zeda, or Asa, or, or or when a king is praised, and 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 the Navi is uh, brutally honest about these kings. Um, and but it's always like David or not like David. Either they failed to be like their grand, their great grandfather, or they were like their great grandfather. And 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 you see it all here. You see that a man who understood it's not a time for politics. Being the king, and, and obviously there's always politics in any any form of government. But David Amel said, "But it's not the place for politics. When when people when people are serving Hakadosh Baruch Hu, when people do things to 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 create Kiddush Hashem, what they did it for the my predecessor who was after who was out to kill me. Remember, we spoke so many times about 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 how David." How David defended the Mashiach Hashem, right? I mentioned Rabbi Rivlin many times that we're not allowed to touch Hashem's anointed. David understood that so well. And, and when the people of Yavesh Gilad, he said, No, I, I, I just want you to know, I, I give you a bracha that Hashem should protect you, but you can count on me. And I and I and I don't care if you if you I don't care if you'd rather have Shaul the king uh, instead of me. I don't care, David Amel says. Your act is, is an act that deserves recognition. The uh, Yisrael, right? This this act should be known by all the Jewish people. And I I, I do believe that that this behavior um, was again besides that the, the throughout the Novi it became the gold standard. But 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 I'm saying but I do believe this behavior is what turned the Jewish people towards David, and 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 people began to realize that Shmuel Novi. Who, who, you know, you know, we spoke so much about his greatness. He he knew exactly, I mean, obviously he was commanded by Hashem to do it. But I'm saying, but he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was leaving. That people understood that Shmuel Anovi knew exactly what he's leaving us. And, and 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 for good cause and good reason. And I think I think that's such a such a deep understanding of, of what's going on here. David says, "May your hands be strong, and may you be courageous." Um, he says, "He said, but I just want you to know that 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 Beis Yehuda ha, ha, has made me a, a king o, o, over them." So, so anyway, so you have so you have this story, which is which is such a, crit, a critical story. Okay, if I if, if I was able to end right now. <laughs> We'd have a nice story and a nice ending, and everybody and everybody will go home feeling good. Uh, everybody is home already. Oh, uh, anyway, everybody everybody will go off feeling feeling good. Uh, the problem is that's not the continuation of the story. <laughs> let, 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 let's see what happens. Um, now the qu- the question is the question. I wonder. So we're going to see we're going to see the struggles uh, uh, before David finally becomes king. Oh, oh, over the Jewish people. So the question I wonder about was: Shaul knew David was going to be the king. He even said it. Uh, we discussed uh, a number of weeks ago. They even said, <laughs> like he, he he was pretty open that I know you're going to be the next king. So why didn't that message transfer down? Like like why? Now I understand he had loyal followers, but what? But now he's dead. Like like there's nothing to follow anymore. He died, and the oldest son Jonathan died. Why didn't that message transfer down? I, I, I'm not sure. And, and, and let's see what happens. The Avdeh bin there. 
So, so Amne ben Ner, who was the uh, the general of Shol. So what did he do? So, so it says ben Shol. Now, one of the the remaining sons of Shol, his name was Ishboshes. So he took her to a place called Machanai. I'm assuming it's the same place in Chumash that it says Yaakov came. That was the place where Yaakov uh, switched uh, the Malachim, where the, the Malachim protecting him outside Eretz Yisrael came, and then and then they switched to the Malachim inside Eretz Yisrael, right? Right. That's the pasuk that that we we say to Elohim. Right. Yaakov traveled on his way, and he met the angels. Like uh Yaakov saw that he called it Machanai. So I'm assuming it's the same place. Now So it says he made him king over Gilad, Ashiri, um Israel, Yal Ephraim, Val Yamin, Val Yisrael Kulo. So so what does that mean? So so the Musudat of his what's a Loma? He 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 made him he made Ishboshet king in progression. First he went to each place. Um, I'll tell you I'll tell you interesting uh, Gemara in a second. And then and then Achrona Yisrael Zula Yehuda. And in the end he made him king over all. Um, all of Israel except for Yehuda. The Radak points out, He wanted to make him king over the tribes that were living on the other side of the Yardin. Right, where he had Ruben God and Chatsi and Chatsi Menashe. The Yada Abne, he Nimshach Radak deals with this question. So, so, so the Radak says, even though Avner knew that David was anointed to be king, so so Radak says that Avner was in opposition to what was really taking place. Avner knew the truth, and Avner knew that David was supposed to be king. Nonetheless, in an act of defiance, he appointed Ishbosheth. So Uba Midrash. Uh, so Radak was an interesting medrash. When Yaakov comes back before Binyamin is born, it says, Umilachim, kings, mechalat secha. From your uh, off, from your offspring will come out. Now, so so the medrash Radak quotes the medrash. The medrash is uh, <coughs> the voracious Rabbah. The Radak says like the very interesting. At the point that Hashem said kings are going to come from you, kings more than one king. So the Radak says that that um, Binyamin wasn't born. So Avner Binair made the following question. Since Binyamin wasn't going to be born, and Hashem said that the, the kings are going to come from your future descendants, 
And and so that means that means before this was his cheshbon that before David could take over to be the king, there has to be at least two kings from the descendant who was not yet born, i.e. Binyamin. So now Shaul was born. So so Abda made the cheshbon that there has to be two kings in in Binyamin before there is the king uh, by David and Elphaz. Fascinating uh, uh, sushtel that that he made, but uh, that's what the Red Doc says. Uh, so this shot in the Radak uh, defends him a little bit because it, mean, it means that uh, it means that um, that he wasn't uh, being defined. Right, right. The, the, the quote the article that although Avner did not deny David would be king, he felt that Ishbosheth should reign first, and this is what would delay the beginning of David's reign. Would not be a repudiation of Shmuel's anointment, since even Shmuel had not given the kingship to David while Shaul was alive. Okay, so so anyway, just a little interesting note. Um, the Gemara says that there's a machlokis by Achashverosh, right? So Achashverosh made a party, right? Right. So so there's a machlokis in the Gemara. Who should he have made the party for? The people who live but close, or the people who live far away? So so it's two it's two sides of the argument. The Gemara Megillah makes. Should should you make should you make the should you make the party for the people who live close? Why? Because you want to appease the people that are your neighbors. Because if something if if the outside people attack, you want to you want to you want to have a, a a union of the people that live near you, and you want and you want to you know you want to you want to have them help you. The other the other the, the other shot in the Gemara is no, you, you go to the faraway people first because because the people. That live among you, you can always do it. Like you, like you don't. There's not not that much effort required to appease the people your next door neighbor. You go to your next door neighbor, you bring them a candy platter. But the people far away, you have to. So it's about what was in the Gemara, whether that was smart, whether that wasn't smart. Um, I I think that's what Avner was trying to do. Like like he went city to city to to rally for each poser because he felt that to declare him king and and assume everybody's going to rally around him. He didn't think would happen. So it says so he goes to. He goes to Gilad, Ashuri, Israel, Ephraim, Binyamin. Like, like it was a, it was a gra- it was a gradual, it was a gradual process that that he did. So, but again, based on the, the defense of Avner, based on the Medrash uh, Rabbah, um, that, that that there had to be two kings before David. Uh, so, so we, it all kind of comes together. Okay, all right. So again, again, it. it Again, the the now I don't need to tell you if Yehuda anointed David to be king and Avda anointed Ishbosheth to be king. Um, I, I I I I don't think we need to be the, the be Nobel Nobel Prize laureates to figure out what's going to happen. There's going to be a civil war. <laughs> I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty uh, pretty obvious. And and it gets nasty. Uh, it, it's disappointing, but it gets nasty. Ben Arba Ben Arba Imshana. Right, it says that um, it says that uh, Ishbosheth ben Shol. He was forty years old when he became b'malcho al Yisrael. He became right. He, he became king when he was forty. Ushtaim shanim malach, and he reigned for two years. Ach Yehuda hayu David. So never in his reign, Ishbosheth was the family. Of Yehuda, ever his supporters, they always were on David's side. 
Hashem Ayad David Melech Bechevron Al Beisi Huda Sheva Shanim Veshishachadoshim. Right, so David was the king in Hebron for seven and a half years. Now that seven and a half years inclu includes uh, the seven and a half years includes the the um, time that he was king over all of Israel before they captured Yerushalayim. But but initially it was seven and a half years. Okay. Nimsa Malchus Butla Chameshanim Shari Ishboshet Lo Mala Ella. Right. So, right. So the question is, what happened in the other five years? Okay. So we'll, we'll, have, we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to get to that. Okay. Okay. So now, 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 now we have a showdown that that's coming together. So Abner Ben Ner. See, see what, see what, what the worst part about this? He says, you know, when, when, when they're killing the pushdom. So, so uh, you know. Uh, uh, we don't care, <laughs> but but when they're killing each other, uh, you know that's that's not that's not okay, uh, you know. So uh, I hate to sound political, but uh, you know, you know, you, you know when they shoot terrorists, I don't I don't exactly shed a tear. Uh, so it says that Avner Benair went forth with the servants of Ishboshet from from Machanayim to Givon. Okay, the Yoav ben Surya. Now Yoav ben Surya was David's general. The Avde David. Um, somehow they were related. Uh, I don't remember. One was the uncle. One was the nephew. I think David was the uncle, and Yoav was the nephew, or, or maybe the other way around. What? Who 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 was the Yoav was was related to David. One was an uncle, one was the, the nephew. I think David was the uncle. David was the uncle. Yeah, David was the uncle, right? Yeah. Well, the Avde David Yatsu. So the the servants of David went forth and they met together at a place called Brechat Givon. And they were sitting. It was a brook, it was like a pool. And and they were on they were on two different sides, right? Right. David says, "Pagu elu elu samach lebrechas kivon." That they they met each other, they they encountered each other. Paga always means encountered. It's not uh, just a, a meeting for for lattes. Um, um, we see that by Dasan and Abiram, by Kuhus, Moshe, Vesaron. So so they meet on this place. Um, um, and so let's see what happens. Vayoma Avner el Yoah. So Avner says to Yoah. Now, now uh, I don't know exactly how that communication took place, whether it was through a messenger or or they were close enough that, that they could yell across the water. That could be too. Yakumu Nahan Arim. Let the young soldiers arise. Visachakul Lefaninu, and they should they should duel um, in front of us. Right, right, right. So Radak conjectures that Yoab and his troops were on an expedition to engage Avner in combat because of Avner's opposition to David. But, 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 cha uh, but cha changed their plans when they realized that Avner's force was superior. Um, Malbim, however, Malbim, however, comments that the meeting between the two parties uh, was coincidental. Uh, 
although a huge circular pit that was built as a reservoir, although no longer functioning, it still exists in Gimel. Okay, mentioned the Navi. Interesting. Okay, so so the, so he they they said that they that they, they should duel, um, and vayomer yoav yakumu, vayakumu vayavru b'mispar. So they rose up and they crossed the pool according to a set number. Shnei masal lebinyamin. There was twelve for Binyamin Uli Ishboshes, Ben Shaw, Ustema Sar may have David. So they had a duel, twelve versus twelve. Vayaksiku Ish Baroshrayo, each man grabbed his opponent's head, uh the Kharbo Bisad Rayo, and then thrusted his sword into his opponent's side. That's beautiful. Vayipul Yaktov. So they all died. Vayikralamakomahulka Kasa Surim Ashelagimo. So basically they had this duel. It was like a gladiator fight. It sounds to me like it was like a gladiator fight. Where 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 they they fought each other, they both died, and and, and they called the place Chalkat Surim. Sur is a means like a rock. It was a hard a hard place. Um, hardship. What hardship? Yeah, hardship. Right, right. We have the we we are privileged tonight to have the uh, background commentary. <laughs> <laughs> And that, that turned into a um, into an actual war, a very intense battle on that day. But what happened was Avner was was Avner who was shot was uh, you know Ishbosheth's defender was was majorly defeated on that day. Uh, David's David's armies were were uh, were were overly overly. Um, Overly dominant of of them, so you had that. By Yehisham Shloshav, and and then Navi goes on to tell this story. Right, the Mesudat David says the war started as like this twelve on twelve gladiator fight, and ended up being this major uh, this major battle. And, and and many people lost their lives. All right. Or it sounds like uh, the American Civil War. Right? Well, first, and then 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 there was an ensuing battle that took place. Yeah. In the battle, there were three sons of Surya. Yoav, Avishai, and Asael. Asael Asael was light on his feet. I mean, I think I mean he was quick. He ran like a deer. Um, <laughs> he was a he was a marathon runner. Uh, this is why Asael was the only one who, who undertook to pursue Avner, not reali- realizing the race is not always won by Swift. Right, right. He thought that because he was quick, he would be able to overtake and destroy Avner. So, so what did he do? So Asael runs after uh, after Avner. Velona tala lechas, and he did not. He did not turn away, right? Lo means he didn't stop until he caught al hayamin miyala small um Basically, he caught up to him, and and uh, he he did not allow him to go right or left. Vayifen avne acharav, so avne turned away. Vayomer, and he said haato ze asoel. Are you Asael? And he said, I, 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 I am that man. 
He says, Amit? So what happened? Abner said to him, turn yourself away to your right or to your left and capture one of the young soldiers. Um, take his weapon for yourself. Um, in other words, he was trying to deflect him. What, what he was telling him is, Stay away from me because I'm going to kill you. Uh, but, it, but if you want to show success in your pursuit, so capture one of the other soldiers, take his weapons, and then return uh, with that. But Asael was determined to, to capture uh, Avner. I do believe that the feeling was um, among David's men, and I, I think that's certainly, I think that's certainly true that that if they could capture Avner, everything would fall apart. I think there's some truth to that. I think we'll see that later, uh, maybe next week. Um, if they capture Abner and, and you know, if the general of the army is captured, th then the whole army is going to fall apart and then, and then, and then everything is going to crumble and then, and then David Amel will be able to be king in the way that he wants to be king. So what happened? By Yosef od Abner Lemor, Sur So, so Abner, so Abner under, saw that he was stronger than him. And, and he said, go away from me. Lama Akeka, why should I strike you? Arza. How will I be able to show my face to your brother Yoav? So, which, which is interesting. Uh, uh, we're going to see, ultimately, uh, the, the end of Abner is through Yoav, uh, as, as we're going to see. He says, I'll, I'll be embarrassed. So he says, about what happened but he refused to turn aside and Abner struck him with, with the back of his spear into his fifth rib now, I'm not sure what the significance of the fifth rib so so, so David says it's uh, it's near the heart uh, or it's near the, the liver uh, or uh, Whatever it, it, it he basically he struck him at a vital organ, uh, and and the spear came out his back, and and he fell. It says that anybody who came uh, and saw what happened to Asael, they stood still in shock, like they 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 couldn't believe what what had happened to. Asael. So we had a The Radak says that when they heard about the death of Asael, they, they pursued Avner. And when they got to the place that Asael had died, how you owned him. They stood still. It says that Yoav and Avishai Rent, continued their pursuit after Avner, they did not remain uh, in that place. As his next passage says, But uh, the, the, sun, the sun set. Um, uh, and 
and, and um, it says that it says that the sun was setting, and they went to this place called Givon Amma, which was which was by the the, the desert of Givon. So Avner was successful um, in get in in rallying his shevet shevet binyamin, as Radak points out. When 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 they realized that Avner was being pursued, his kapsu osam that they gathered to him. Right, it's almost like they formed a, a pack, a, a unit uh, that they that they were um, that they were they were going to defend uh, Avner, and and and, that, and that's what happened. So, so what happened was by Avner el Yoav, and Avner then called out to Yoav and said. He said, he said, must the sword consume forever? Like how long ago? Do you not know that there'll be a bitter ending to this? And how long will you not tell the people to turn back from fighting their, their brothers? As Musudat David points out, the Olam Tarov is this civil war gonna gonna continue? Hello, Yatata. Hello, Taskil. Be smart. Ladas. Chemara tia bachorna. There will be a lot of binish. Almost ani oata. The one of us is going to die. Because there's a little bit of prophetic uh, uh, vision. Right. So, by Yoma Yoav, Kaya Elokim, Yoav said, as Hashem lives, Kilule Dibarta, uh, had you had you spoken first, uh, uh, it says it says he he says for every one of the people would have gone back if you would have said this in the morning. He says it's like it's like it's too late. If you had not challenged us to a duel, the entire tragic episode would not have occurred. This interpretation is favored by most commentaries. Rashi, however, says, if only you had said in the morning what you were saying now, every one of the people would have gone back and there would not have been a battle. Me- me- meaning uh, meaning the uh, Yoav said to Avner, good morning, America. Like, like, like you created this situation and, 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 and now you're like shocked that there was this tragic reaction to it. Where were you before? You, you know? It's amazing because you know if we think about it, like 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 every every war, most wars in history could probably have been 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 avoided, right? So Yoav blew the shofar. Let's just finish the parak. We'll talk more about it next week. So they declared a ceasefire. Okay. Avner's men traveled through Arava the entire night. They crossed the Yarden. So then they went through the entire Abyss throne and it went back to Machanaim. That was the original place that they started. It says that 
Yoadas withdrew from pursuing Avner, and he gathered all the people that uh, they were missing from David's subjects, 19 men and Asael. But David's subjects killed many of the tribe of Binyamin, of, of Avner's men, 360 men died. So there was a, a lapse that was 19 to 360. By Asael, um, and they, they took Asael, like they buried him in the family of Plat, they carried Asael and buried him in his father's burial plot of Beis Lechem. Yoav and his men walked all night. Light broke upon them and they returned to Hebron. So we're back, we're back to Hebron. So we have to, we have to discuss next week uh, what's the significance that it came back to uh, Hebron. But um, what, so anyway, as I started off saying, is that, is that the process sometimes is, is, is a harsh life lesson. Um, of get of uh, great greatness is not is mo most often achieved through difficult circumstances and without question uh, this story is a difficult story. Uh, it's brother versus brother. It's a it's a you know it's it's a, a microcosm uh, of the American Civil War. Uh, it's no different. Uh, it, 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 but but the, the sad part, as as we saw, is that is that. Sounds like if Avner and Yoav would have had a more of a sechaldik uh, approach, then maybe this would not would not have happened. And and and, and I see see you know I, I'll tell you the the fine difference, and we'll conclude with this idea. Av David, as we saw at the beginning of the parak, went to the Kohen Gadol, went to the Urim Betumim, and asked Hashem, "What should he do? Should he go? Should he go to Hebron? Should he, you know?" And and and, and he gets clear directions. Avner. Uh, became a darshan and, and interprets a medrash and, and, and decides, oh, I have to do this. We don't see that Avner went and consulted by the Urim Batumim. So, so you have that, you know, that clarity of thought versus the lack of clarity of thought, and that lack of clarity of thought is what caused this terrible tragedy of, of the loss of all these lives of over of almost four hundred uh, uh, Jewish Jewish soldiers. So you know, so so you really get the sense that David is is going in a straight line, and Avner is is, is trying to avoid the straight line and, and try to somehow keep alive the the, the memory of Shaul and, and continue and, and continue the kingdom, and and ultimately that that's a failing recipe because David was meant and he knew David was meant to be king, and that's I think what is probably the greatest part of this tragedy of this story. Okay, we're gonna have to, we're gonna stop here for tonight. Uh, Mr. Shem, we'll be back next Sunday night. We will find out what happens here as Yoav and Avner go their own ways. Uh, again, thank you all for coming on as always every Sunday night. Um, I'm glad you all came back after the break. Uh, Mr. Shem, we, we should, again, as I said at the beginning, I think we should be pretty consistent for now. Uh, so take care. Have a great week. Stay warm. It's going to get warmer, so have no fear. Uh, and, uh, and stay healthy. And, and we'll back back at you next Sunday night for Sunday night, Navi. Believe me, the way the the way our local teams are playing, I'm a lot more interesting than watching the Giants and the Jets. So, uh, so, so come, so come back. So we'll see you next Sunday night. Take care.